What's up, y'all? This is John and Mike back for another episode of the Nothing Finder podcast live on Millions. Tonight we are talking about mostly the George game and a few other games. Um, I think we both have another game on to the side um, because we are recording this on Saturday night, sadly enough. Um, but it's because Mike has taken the family on a trip to Disney. So, you know, we'll forgive him. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it'll be good. It, it does suck to not have some of these finals down, but yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, it's for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Um, before we get into anything else, we do want to talk about our merch that's live on Millions dot co. Um, just search us there, and you can find. The t-shirt, youth shirts, and hoodie that we've got available. Super cool design. So check that out. Um, even if you don't want to necessarily spend the money on it, send it to somebody in your family for Christmas. For you. Mm-hmm. Just be selfish. It's the best yeah, thing there you do. go. It's better to give than receive. Um, so before we get into all that kind of stuff, I know we haven't had much of a weekend so far, but how, how was your weekend then? It's been good. Um, just, you know, today we've spent mostly packing and stuff. We had a, a neighborhood uh, Friendsgiving potluck deal. So I uh, did that kind of toward the end of the uh, Georgia and Tennessee game. So I didn't see, uh, I mean, I ended up watching the highlights of it right before we got on, but didn't see the uh, end of it. But not that it mattered. The game was over at halftime anyway. But yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, you know, going to get up nice and early and head down to Orlando uh, tomorrow. So yeah. Um, Drinking wise, I have I have a Long Island that I made for myself, so I'm uh, going to help me go to sleep tonight. How about you? For sure, no. Um, it's been a good weekend, man. It's um, I'll be honest, I forgot what what weekend it was, so I've got a uh, pretty big disc golf tournament tomorrow morning that I forgot about until yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I had to reschedule my tattoo appointment a couple hours, so I'm going to leave the tournament and go straight to get my tattoo. Um, oh, yeah. But no, man, it's been good. Got to watch football all day. Some friends came over and watched the Georgia-Tennessee game with us. Um, I was coerced into taking a fireball shot, so between between the allergies and the fireball shot, my voice is still a little raspy, but we'll make it. Mm-hmm. Fireball didn't clear you up at all? No, mm. I hate the taste of cinnamon with mm. a with a passion. Yeah, I'm kind of hit or miss on it. it depends on how uh, how the night is going for me, but I get it. I hate the taste of cinnamon, so I I was coerced into uh, into it, and I have not chased a shot in probably um, an incriminating amount of time. Well, because you drink like grown-up liquors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chase the fireball. Oh. I chased it. I chased it with a PBR, but I chased it. <laughs> I taught you well. Yeah. So, um, but no, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this uh, Tennessee game. I think every Georgia fan had to pick their jaw up off the floor after that first play by Tennessee, because mm-hmm. that was. Um, you know, go ahead and sneak peek to what we got coming in a little bit. That was the one mistake C.J. Allen made all day. Yeah. Hit the wrong gap, and uh, Jalen Wright's speed just took it all the way. 
when when uh, when Taiki and Javon can't catch up, that's that's saying something. Dude's yeah. Fast. Mm-hmm. He, I think he did that entire play, or you know, from snap to touchdown. I think it was eleven seconds. He went seventy-five yards. Which seconds. Good for him. I mean, good for him. I mean, we had talked about it before, and I think Gary had brought it up that this is the eighth. I, I don't know if he's actually right on this, but he, I mean, he may be the eighth first drive touchdown that George has allowed this year out of eleven games. Um, or yeah, or at the very minimum, like points, which again yeah. didn't really happen last year, or I mean, especially in twenty twenty one, really. But um, it was it was a little bit jarring for them to score that fast. But like again, like we talked about, gave up, usually give up a lot of points, or or not a lot of points, but points on the first drive and then settle down, or you know, yeah, settle down after that. But uh, also like Josh Heupel, like being like the master of like the first like fifteen play, play script. That was incredible to just do it in one. Yeah. You fit all that success into one play. And then they didn't do shit after that, at least in the first half. I was about to say, uh, I mean, the problem is the first play of his script was great. The se- the other 14, not good, apparently. <laughs> it, and they had, I think they had said it wrong in the broadcast. I'd have to go back and actually like say it. But they, they made it seem like after that, they only had negative four yards, like, afterward i think maybe negative four yards rushing after that like not counting the 75 yard run to the like what until like the last drive of the first half i think for tennessee yeah and most of that last drive of the first half was all uh dink and duck passing game so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so you know go ahead and throw this out there i didn't have a picture of everybody's bingo cards going into today um but did you have Dylan Bell receiving and passing touchdown on your on your bingo card? I did not. I had no idea he had that. But he's been a Swiss Army knife for this team all year, you know, having getting running back snaps and so on. I think that was another thing that was on the broadcast. It said that that was the fourth uh, non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. Or I think they said fourth running back to throw a touchdown pass for Georgia. But are we counting Dylan Bell as a running back? I know he's had running back snaps. His position is athlete. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I honestly sometimes feel like you could just put Dylan Bell at corner, and he'd probably do okay. He can mm-hmm. obviously make his. He can obviously play quarterback too. So. Yeah, that was nice too. Is he... Dylan Bell a better quarterback than Joe Milton? People are asking. He has more touch. He just flick the wrist. Yeah, just in a bucket. There's to... no velocity. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but you don't need velocity. No, not at all. If, and, especially um, if nobody's within 10, 15 yards of the guy. Yeah. Who would have thought Bobo had that in his playbook? Again, um, was on our bingo card. It wasn't on our bingo card, but he did have Todd Gurley throw a touchdown pass back in 2013 or 2014. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was there. It was deep, deep in that playbook. Um, he's doing the Belichick. He doesn't call the same play within 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. But uh, Dylan definitely answered the bell. So shout out Dylan Bell. I, I And shout out me for calling him, for having him in, uh, on uh, my, you know, when I talked about in the preseason as being one of my breakout players. He waited until game 11 to do it. But damn it, I'm well, right. He was averaging five yards of carry in his uh, running back touches up mm-hmm. until now. Yeah. So, you know, he might have been used sparingly, mm-hmm. but he was still making a big impact. 
And just so people are kind of aware of if we get lost in our train of thought, um, we're at the point of the Washington-Oregon game where two of the last four plays have been fumbles. (laughs) And Washington was running in for a touchdown, fumbled. Oregon picked it up, got to the 20, fumbled, and now Washington's about to get a touchdown. Wait, that's the second week in a row they did that? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a voluntary fumble. Oregon State oh, okay. came up from behind and punched the ball out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, can we take a minute to appreciate Kamari Lassiter while while we're talking about this? Because mm-hmm. there was at least two plays where Joe Milton threw a beautiful pass, perfect to the receiver. The receiver went up, high-pointed it, and Kamari just said, go fuck yourself. He, uh, there hasn't been a lot of action toward him. They've been mostly picking on like Everett and uh, uh, who's the other one? Um, Humphreys. Humphreys, yeah. Uh, but uh, for him to get tested, broke his collarbone against Ole Miss. Oh shit! I did, I totally missed that. Yeah. So one of the one of the times towards the end of the first half, um, he broke his collarbone hitting an Ole Miss guy so hard. Like yeah. It wasn't he hit the ground. He hit the other players so hard he broke his collarbone. There's no shame in that. No. Absolutely not. When you're too badass for your own bones, I, you know what, Kirby, bring back the dog bones because he needs one on his mm-hmm. jersey over his Absolutely. collarbone. Like Dion does with like the, like the L's and like D's for, you know, leaders and dogs or whatever. Yeah. You, you should be able yeah. to get a dog bone sewn onto your uniform around the bone you broke. Mm-hmm. Like, like for pop. Here's your new collarbone. Yeah. Like sew it onto his Jersey up here for pop, put it on like his glove or if he wears a sleeve, put it on his sleeve. <laughs> Brock can get one sewn on his shoe. Mm. <laughs> oh, it, damn. But yeah, Kamari really, I mean, he, again, he, he answered the call too. I mean, like, I mean, he always does, but being actually being tested came through passing flying colors that him and Amarius are both going to be first round picks at a minimum and, and Brock for that matter. So you got probably three first round picks oh, right whoa, there, if not more. Whoa, whoa. we're going to live in the fantasy that the players are staying in Athens until they're out of eligibility. That's the fantasy we're going to live in because I refuse to accept it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Why would they? Why would they want to leave? Like, go to fucking like Cleveland or like fucking Seattle? Like, come on. I, Brock Brock was uh, projected to go to the Washington Commies in a mock draft I saw yesterday. Why yeah, not definitely come stay. Back to Athens? Yeah, I would come back. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, especially you know playing on that field. They haven't fixed FedEx Field at all. Like RG three, his career was ruined by playing on that shit. Joe Theismann's career was ruined by playing on that. Well, and Lawrence Taylor. And, yeah, well, he's the one that broke Dyson's leg, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, no, Brock, don't do it. If you go, if if it's even a question that that Washington's going to take you, it's come back. Yeah, you should just talk to somebody around the fifth pick and be like, "Hey, I will take a significantly less first year contract if you take me because I do not want to go play." First off, in Washington, the whole place smells like shit because everybody in D.C. just 
speak shit. Yeah. Second, it's an awful team. Mm-hmm. They, he, what he, what he should do is if they did draft him, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go play in the uh, XFL or, or whatever fucking league it is now play for Heinz Ward with uh, San Antonio. Yeah. USFL. You know, with Heinz Ward also wearing 19 at Georgia and playing three positions, he would be like, hey, Brock, you play quarterback? Be the best one on that roster. And I had this down there later on, but it's crazy that Brock, like, considering how great Heinz Ward was at Georgia, Brock is, I mean, when you think of number 19 at Georgia, you automatically think of Brock now before you think of, uh, before you think of Heinz Ward. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, kind of wild how much that changed after, you know, 19 used to be a, an NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. and now it's two-time national champion, probably one of the greatest players to ever play the game of college football. Mm-hmm. Brock Bowers. Yeah, arguably the best player in program history, which if it comes through, everything works the way we're hoping that it works out. I think he is. But, you know, that's a discuss for another day. We had a lot of football to play. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, I am sad that Ladd didn't, um, as far as I know, he didn't take a snap. Rumor is that he tweaked his back last mm. week against Ole Miss. Um, keep him I mean, we need him. We didn't, we don't, we don't, we didn't need him today, obviously, if you, you know, no. look, looking back at it, but um, probably don't now need him next, need week, him week, next but you, week. Yeah, you need him for Bama. You all hands on deck. <coughs> Sorry guys, I couldn't get my get couldn't get to the mute button fast enough. Um, so That's you've got it in here. A couple phrases that we need to try and work in. Um, so third down dogs or third and back for the offense. Which one do you like more? Well, if we're trying to get him a Heisman, third and back is what we should go with. I like it. Third and back. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot better than third and Grantham. Yeah. Um, I know Georgia hasn't necessarily been under that for a better part of a decade now, but it's still fresh in our memories. Just seeing Todd just bounce around SEC programs. So yeah, third and back is what we should call it for now. And I have not seen that anywhere, but I think we're going to, you know, trademark that and go, maybe that should be another t-shirt. I don't know. All right. So we're almost at the end of November. We, at the beginning of the month, threw out a couple names. Vlad had a couple good games, but then he um, didn't play this week. Vlad had some phenomenal games. I don't want to doubt Yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock came back after 26 days after surgery. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I can't, you can't talk about that enough. That's super no. human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a... The entire month, Carson Beck had you know just continued his most 250 yard games to start a uh, career at an sec program and then javon bullard had an insane amount of defensive plays and two interceptions i think so he had one last week did he have one this week this week yeah no, this he week had one against mizzou oh yeah that's right and then one yep. against Ole miss mm-hmm. um so so we gotta we gotta come up with a name. Is it Ladvember, Beck Vember, mm-hmm. Brock Vember, or Javon Vim- Javember? Javember. I like Javember. Javember. I don't know if anybody would. Yeah, put two together there. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to workshop that. But okay. again, if we're if we're if if we wanna if I know Kirby really doesn't give a shit about it, but like if we want to see back in New York, which I think is a re- very real possibility, especially now that uh, Trav uh, Jordan Travis. Yeah, Jordan Travis. There we go. I don't know why I was gonna say Travis Henry. I don't know, but uh, Jordan yeah. Travis had a bad <laughs> had a bad injury. Probably not gonna play the rest of the year. I just heard about it. I didn't see it. How bad was it? So I didn't see it either. I mean, they are playing North Alabama, so I just really didn't pay attention to that game except for the yeah. highlights they were showing on um, game breaks of the other mm-hmm. stuff I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were losing to North Alabama. Yeah, they were winning when I came when I uh yeah, yeah, right yeah. No, I got they, they're up twenty four thirteen now. Okay. Yeah, so they've scored twenty four straight. Um still, you know, it really sucks that Travis is gonna be out, but you do have a good point and um Carson could def I think if Carson made it to New York, he would probably come in fourth. Yeah. Um just like Stetson did. Touchdowns. Yeah. You know, he, he won't get to 40 touchdowns without, like, a 12-touchdown game next week. Um, highly doubt what's going to happen. Well, yeah. 12 touchdowns between the next two games, I think, is what it would take for him to get to 40. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't necessarily had, like, a Heisman moment. Like, Jaden Daniels had that last week. Jaden Daniels, almost his entire season has been a Heisman moment. Yeah, he should win it. I I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that Carson should win it, but he should, at a minimum, he should get to New York. New York. I, I agree. I think he has played, you know, I think he's one of the top four quarterbacks in the country based on what he has done first year in the system with a new offense, losing a lot of pieces, um, a different offensive line combination in almost every single game because of injuries. Mm-hmm. That, that cannot be understated. Um, I mean, even today, Tate goes down with a knee injury. X-rays showed no bone damage. So that's positive as far as Tate goes. Um, mm-hmm. but still they shifted three guys on the offensive line in the middle of the game against one of the best defensive lines in the sec. And you couldn't really tell. Yeah. It's an, I mean, it's impressive what he's been able to do. I mean, especially with a clean pocket, he's been money. And like, like we were saying before, like third and back, like he's money on third down. I don't, I don't necessarily have it pulled up right now, but at one point they were, I think they were like seven for 10 on third down. They probably were even better than that. Um, with him in the game, I think it was probably that, um, they did pull him on like a second down in the fourth quarter with about four minutes left. Mm. Um, and they had Vandegrift hand it off and then try to throw a pass on like fourth and seven. Yeah. He got blew up. <laughs> he got blown up. I, yeah. why they chose to do that. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, third down was great against a Tennessee defense that, like we talked about earlier in the week, that's the foundation of this team. Yeah. So what they were able to do against that defense is impressive, especially with how Tennessee was getting to the quarterback early in the season. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, and like Georgia, like and, and Georgia overall, I mean, they ran for 156 yards, which, I mean, just kind of looking at the – like nobody like really necessarily stood out. Like Kendall Milton had a touchdown. He was 14 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. But uh, I mean, Arian Smith had a you know uh, end around, yeah. yeah. But like outside of that, like nobody's like numbers like jump off the page. They still had over 150 yards rushing. Yeah, so Carson like... Carson used his damn legs today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. 
And it's not going to show him in there because I said he had four carries for five yards, but, his, you know, he, he made some scrambles, you know, made yeah, some first he also scrambles. lost like 10 yards on the play where the handoff got uh, all sorts of jacked up and he dove on the ball because yeah. that counted as negative rushing yards on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he picked up multiple first downs with his legs today. I mean, Carson is everything we could have hoped for in a quarterback and some. Absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. after losing... I don't even think it's much of an argument. The best quarterback in the history of the program and Stetson Bennett this past mm-hmm. offseason. Yeah. And you get go into Carson where he it took him a few weeks to get into um, his groove, but he's literally gone 11 games into a season with passing for over 250 yards, and most of them have been around 300 or more. Um, and there were games last season where Stetson had like 150 yards. Mainly because yeah. the run game was so good, but mm-hmm. – Regardless, yeah. I mean, it, he's doing something that's never been done in the history of the SEC, let alone the University of Georgia. Mm. And Stetson made it to New York too. We, you know, we had talked about that. So again, Carson at a minimum should be in New York in what a month, whenever they do the ceremony. Yes. Um, is it between the playoff games? No, it's before the playoff game. Yeah, it's before the playoff. It's after the conference championships. Is like because honestly, we'll probably end up coming down to, and we'll get to it. I'm sure we'll get to it later. But it, it'll be like the whoever wins the Pac-12 championship between Bo Nix and uh, and Michael Penix. That's I think who's they in should both be there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's absolutely no reason that they shouldn't be there. Um, I think Jaden Daniels will win it as long mm-hmm. as they. You know, last I saw, Georgia State was actually beating them in Baton Rouge. But as long as they win this game mm-hmm. and they beat A&M next week, Jaden Daniels is going to New York and he should win the Heisman. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah. We'll definitely and, see. I think it's 14-14 right now with the LSU game. The, uh, LSU just – oh, no, Georgia State just scored. Every single defensive I know I know we're talking Georgia right now, but every single defensive player at LSU should be devastated in themselves that they are the reason that Jaden Daniels and that offense does not get to go to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have no one to blame but themselves for sure. It's that, not the offense. It's not Jaden Daniels' fault. Uh-uh. No, Matt House, the defensive coordinator. And every single person that works on the defense below his level, and you can kind of blame it. I'm not even going to say you can't blame it on um, Brian Kelly because as a leader, you are responsible for everything your organization does and fails to do. But Mm. the defense was pretty good last year. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. Um, But defensive coordinator down to a defensive walk-on, you should all be disappointed in yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, they could have did better to address that in the off season because they knew exactly what they're getting into. Yeah, no, like I, I'm, I'm obviously not an LSU fan, but good lord, Jane Daniels. I think you could argue that his two years as a whole were better than Joe Burrow's two years. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had good enough defense to make it to the national championship and win. Yeah. Jane Daniels doesn't even have good enough defense to play for an SEC championship the second year in a row with the worst Bama team in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And still a Bama team that, you know, if they end up winning out, will make the playoff. Yeah. I just... 
And the offensive line should be disappointed in themselves, too, because they're a big yep. part of why LSU wasn't really fighting in the second half of that game. But, mm-hmm. come on, defense. Like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? Nothing. I, that's the problem. They've yeah. done nothing. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and get into uh, players of the game. Go ahead on offense. All right. So I was kind of I was kind of stuck between that, but I think you have to give it to uh, to Dylan Bell here. So I'm trying to pull it back up real quick. Uh, he had he had five catches for ninety yards and a touchdown. Twenty four, and he had a big I think twenty four yard uh, conversion on a third and twelve early in the game. That was just like a beautiful catch on the uh, on that right sideline there. And then then of course like we talked about before he had he did have the one touchdown pass eighteen yards to. Uh, Marcus Roseme, Jack Saint. So, again, coming out party for him. Big time game. It was good to see, especially with Lad McConkey not not playing. So you needed somebody to step up, and Dylan Bell answered the bell, played his ass off in Rocky Top. There we go. Um, and Dylan Bell had stats in three different categories, and mm-hmm. fun fact: he was the second leader. In all three categories. Obviously mm-hmm. second in passing because the only other person that completed a pass on the day or attempted a pass on the day was Carson Beck. Who, by the way, 80% completion percentage, 298 yards, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played. I mean, you can't go wrong if there's about maybe four or five guys that you can put for offensive player of the game for this, and I don't think anybody would be mad about it. No. But Dylan Bell, or no, he was... He had one carry for four yards, so he didn't. He wasn't the second leader in that category. Mm-hmm. But second receptions, five catches for ninety yards and a touchdown. Like I, athlete. Yeah. Put him in hell. Put him in a ninety-nine jersey on offense. Ooh. I, I, you know, zero's already taken. Ninety-nine on offense is not. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Uh, that should be the weapon number. It, it really should. Um, so for defense, man, I gotta go with Tyke Smith. Eight or ten tackles on the day. Eight of them solo tackles. Mm-hmm. He had. He just had a phenomenal day once again. If if somebody's not in the right spot, Tyke Smith makes up for it nine times out of ten. Yeah. Again, should be a should be an All American this year as well with uh, along with Malachi. So and and probably Kamari too. I mean, he has an argument as well. So the entire secondary, with the exception of that second corner spot, mm-hmm. you know, no hate to Dalen Everett or Julian Humphrey, but they've kind of rotated in because neither of them has played at the level of the rest of the secondary. But between Tyke, Javon, Malachi, and Kamari, all of them deserve All American. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see if they if they end up getting that. Some are saying that we should be DBU. I think at this point, most are saying, um, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. Because it sure as hell is an LSU. No. No, it is not. It's not Florida <laughs> either. No, God, no. Um, And we do have a freshman of the week this week. And uh... Walker went 16 yards. He pulled right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big guys. My God, a freshman. Player of the game is... Our guy, friend of the show, C.J. Allen, made a single mistake today. It it cost seven points. 
Mm-hmm. But he was flying around the field. He had a sack. He had a pass defended. He technically didn't have a sack. He had a quarterback pressure. Whatever. Same difference. Yeah. Especially when his pressure caused Joe Milton to trip. That should count as a sack. Just mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but he had a pass defended. He was in coverage. He was rushing the passer. He was spying Joe Milton. He was stopping the run. As a true freshman thrust into this position because a phenomenal inside linebacker and in pop goes down and he's out there pal- pairing with Smile Mondin, who himself had a great day, mm-hmm. to shut down this uh, powerful running game of Tennessee, put pressure on the quarterback. For a linebacker to be in coverage, whether it was against a tight end, wide receiver, running back, doesn't matter. It's extremely impressive. A true freshman was able to do that as well as he did. If if Pop's able to come back for the playoff, I mean, you got to play both of them, right? Oh, it'll it'll be a rotation, probably play by play. Yeah. Like if you have the opportunity it, between Smile, Pop, and CJ, you're somebody's going to be fresh all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to have Pop out there and uh, like you know running downs, and then CJ out there and passing downs. He's a fucking missile. Yeah, and he was phenomenal in uh, in coverage today, which is something that Pop has not always been the best at. So, mm-hmm. George is definitely linebacker you. Potentially DBU, arguably mm-hmm. tight end you, and uh, definitely linebacker you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to make an argument. It's almost everything you at this point. Yeah, for sure. Winning you. <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> everything you. Um. All right, so then, hungriest dog. Since I didn't give the offensive player to uh, to Marcus, I'm going to give him the uh, hungriest dog award here. Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint. My man had seven receptions, 91 yards for 13 yards a pop, and two touchdowns. Of course, he caught one of those from Dylan Bell. But dude was a weapon too. I mean, how many you know, times him and- can you say you caught touchdowns from two different passers? In a top twenty-five matchup, mm-hmm. it he. I mean, again, he played his ass off. He was kind of like with when Lad isn't there, he's really the guy that steps up most consistently. Because um, I mean, he was. We talked about that early in the season when Lad was out the first, you know, however many games he was out. That you know, Marcus made himself some money uh, potentially. You know, obviously he has to do well at his pro day and all that. But he showed some things on film, and especially again with uh, with Lad not being there, he stepped up in a big uh, in a big way for uh, this team. And honestly, could I even give this given this to Brock? I know we gave it to Brock last week too, but Brock had seven receptions for sixty yards, and he, again he had another touchdown. But and he I think was we both at one point in the game. Yeah, and somebody one of the balls spit in his face. That's why he got so pissed off. It, man. If Brock comes back, it is just to play Tennessee and Athens next year. Yeah, like that. I hope would, he says that. Yeah that that would be in his Brock. You were going to be a first round pick. Why'd you come back to put two hundred on Tennessee? Drop the mic. Press <laughs> conference over. Build him a statue before the season's over. Before the season starts. Yeah. <laughs> Act, don't we actively play with the statue on campus? Herschel doesn't have one. Stetson doesn't have one. Give it to Brock. 
and make it his yoga pose, getting that fourth down conversion against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know how. Uh, somebody can do it. So, before we move on from the Georgia stuff, Georgia won thirty-eight to ten against Tennessee. Twenty-eight point win. Ohio State won thirty-eight to three against Minnesota. Is there any chance Ohio State takes that one spot back? Not a chance. Minnesota is not making a bowl this year. Yeah, they're yeah, uh, they're not rowing the boat very well. Um, it's probably Flex should have fled, should have fled Minnesota when he had all the job opportunities a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I'm. Oh. Yeah, he fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but ah, damn, I lost my train of thought. My bad. That's all good. Um, and last thing before we get out of here is in honor of Wes, good old Rocky Flop. Woo! Rocky Flop, Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> that was beautiful. With my raspy voice that I've been coughing into my arm every few minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, so- I mean, I, somebody had said Rocky Top, which I like that better. What? Oh, instead of Rocky Top, Brock E-Top. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's more of I, a see it than hear it thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the only other game that we're really talking about today, um, because it's really the only other game that meant a whole lot that's gone on so far, um, Louisville at Miami. I watched this game... Um, I just want to say Joey Gatewood, if you remember that name, it's because he was the backup at Auburn um, behind Bo Nix for wow. a year or so. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he transferred to Kentucky. And then he actually got a couple starts at Kentucky when Levis was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he transferred to Louisville as a graduate. And without Joey Gatewood catching two passes today, both chunk yardage, both long third downs where he got the first down, Louisville loses to Miami, doesn't make the ACC championship, and North Carolina's game actually meant something today. Wait, so, okay, I just pulled up his stats. Okay, so two years at Auburn, one year at Kentucky. Do you know who, where, where he played between Kentucky and Louisville? I don't. UCF in 2021. So this is his fourth school. How is that a thing? That's a great question. Did he does he have stats at UCF? Um yeah, he had 28 carries, 142 yards. Okay. So two years at Auburn, transfer. He did uh, he he didn't play in 2022. So I guess that's maybe I well, guess. He, Maybe. he started sitting out halfway through the season in 2022. At oh, okay. okay. Um, so two years at Auburn. Then he went to Kentucky. Mm. Had a few starts because of a Levis injury. Maybe just one. Mm. And then grad transferred to UCF. And then COVID year transferred to Louisville. So people want to give Stetson shit. I mean, 
without Joey Gatewood, Louisville loses that game today, doesn't make the ACC championship, and this will be their first ACC championship appearance. Because um, nothing says the Atlantic Coast like Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, yeah, you're 100% correct. <laughs> Geography doesn't matter anymore. We are well aware of that. Stanford's going to the uh, ACC, too, so whatever. <clears throat> but what what's wild is I didn't see – I only saw this highlight of it because I didn't, I didn't see the game because I really – like I'm going to keep it going by just not really watching Louisville at all. But Miami went for a Hail Mary at the end of the game to tie it up or to try to tie it up. And it was caught inside the two. It was like a tip ball. Once somebody caught it, you know, he tried to get in the end zone. He got, you know, tackled there. But apparently Miami had a timeout that they took not too long before that. And, you know, if they would have kept that in their back pocket, they would have had a, you know, <laughs> two-yard attempt, you know, to uh, to try to, to tie it up. And they uh, fucked it up because Mario Cristobal, he can recruit, but he can't do much else. His fans want him to get the Jim Harbaugh treatment. <laughs> His Miami fans want Cristobal to recruit players, be at practice, be at meetings, and not be able to do anything at the games. He's a he's much more valuable on the recruiting trail than he is there. Oh my Probably god! At practice too, because he looks yeah. like the kind of guy that would honestly be a little t- scary at practice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And Jeff, uh, shout out Jeff Brown. Do you remember that? Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the clip of him when he was the uh, quarterback in the XFL. No. Dude, okay, you got to go back and see it. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to watch it now, but he he took like this big hit in the XFL, like the original like OG XFL. Yeah. And he got up. He's and he was like cutting a promo, like he was like you know in the WWE because that's what the XFL was in the first you know incarnation of it. But yes. he was like. They're like, how are you still playing this game? He's like, well, let me tell you something. All right, let me answer your question with two questions of my own. Um, what, what shit? What was it? He was like, am I injured? No. Is my heart still beating? No. Let's go out there and play some fucking football or something like that. It was something ridiculous. It was like the the greatest <laughs> in game quote I've ever heard, and that I, obviously and I he, fucked it up, but it was good. Attitude is why he coached the spoiler makers. Mm-hmm. It was so good. You gotta, you gotta check it out. I mean, if you just search up Jeff Brom XFL, it's gonna be the only thing that pops up. But it, it was good. I get it. I get why he's such a good coach. He took freaking Louisville to the ACC championship in his first year, and then took Purdue there last year. Good for him. It's the Big Ten championship. Yeah, uh, you know, Jeff Brom is, you know, he is what Dan Mullen thought he was. <laughs> he is the coach who motivates people. He may not get the best recruits, but he can get ten times out of those recruits than he can than other coaches can. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff Brom is who Dan Mullen thought he was. And yeah, we'll just, we'll just go there. Um, so a couple of the things that we want to hit on that happened today. Um, USC stomped the hell out, or UCLA stomped the hell out of USC, giving them a seven and five record on the season, um, with arguably one of the most potent offenses in recent college football memory, maybe except 2019 LSU. I mean, if we're being honest, their offense is the entire reason why people pay attention to USC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense couldn't hold an unranked. Six and four UCLA to to uh, 
to less than 38 points. A UCLA team that's probably going to fire Chip Kelly. Well, what's funny is ESPN said that um, they're probably not going to fire him after he did that to USC. But everybody's doing that to USC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, I, but not everybody's defense does that to USC. Notre Dame did, but you see, Chip Kelly's, I don't know, that's that's funny that Chip Kelly's, the best side of the ball for him is on defense. That's not obviously something that you would think of for no. him. No, not at all. Um, um, oh, real quick, I, I do have the exact quote that Jeff Brom said. Okay. All right. So, just, I found it on uh, the Courier Journal. I don't know what, I don't know where that's at, but. Said NBC's Chris Ratch in an interview right before the game was shocked that he was back in the game. He asked Jeff Brom, "How in the world are you starting this game tonight after taking that hit six days ago?" And then, uh, and then Jeff Brom said, "Let me answer this question by asking you two questions. One is this: is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two: Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's go play football, dude. You can just leave it at that." Um, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about tonight before we get out of here? Um, fuck Texas Tech. I, they won. They won by one, but they but UCF covered. So you get the best of both worlds on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't even know what Texas Tech is currently right now. I think they're probably in the upper half of the Big Twelve, but not that they're going to win. Or not that they're going to get the Big Twelve championship at this point. But um, yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's – oh, shit, we got to go over our bets that – at least the ones that have already hit. We'll talk about the rest of them later in the week. Oh, wait, before before we do that, Texas and Iowa State are currently tied at three. And I uh, and Iowa State is – well, they're about to punt. What quarter is it? Uh, it's almost halftime. There's 243 left in this in the uh, first half. Um, Iowa State, better offense than – or better defense than Bama. You heard it here first. Stats don't lie. Our numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Um, so I took Georgia minus ten, got that. Arizona minus one and the over, got that because Arizona almost covered the over by themselves. Won that game forty two ten. Um, Washington and Oregon still going on. I took Washington to uh, to win the game outright. Um, they look like they're going to. I mean, at, it's halftime. It's twenty two ten. Yeah, they're currently leading um, and just got an interception before halftime. So, um, I took Kansas State plus eight, um, and they're currently trailing by 11 in the third quarter. So, we'll see how that works out. Um, Louisville minus one at Miami. They won, so I got that. I took the two-lane FAU over 46 and a half. That didn't hit. I should have just taken them to cover like I wanted to. Um and then when I finally got the player props to, uh, or when they finally put the player props out, I took Brock to have over 58 yards. He barely got that with 60. And then I took Ladd over 62 because no one knew that he wasn't going to play until probably halftime when people were like, wait, Ladd hasn't played. Yeah. Shout out you. You might be, I mean, at this point, you're probably going to be six and two uh, this week. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, no, I'm big, big comeback week for me. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, all right, for me, again, took Georgia to cover that 10 points. Obviously, they did that. Uh, Arizona to cover the one point, did that. 
Uh, I took Oregon State plus two and a half. I'm sorry, minus two and a half. Uh, that doesn't look good right now, so it's probably an L. Um, I also took Kansas State plus eight and the over, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, like I talked about before, UCF plus two. They ended up losing outright, but they lost by one, so dub for me. Um, UNC at Clemson, the over 58 and a half did not hit. Uh, Illinois at Iowa, I was kind of flip-flopping between the two. I ended up going the under there. Uh, the under 30 and a half and that hit, I think it was like 28 or 29 or something like that. It was, it wasn't much under, but still under nonetheless. Um, I, the uh, old dominion at Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern was a six and a, a six point favorite. Georgia, Georgia Southern did not cover. Did they lose outright? Yes. Uh, 2017. Just, All right. So there goes their final hit final a minute or two ago. So there goes their, uh, Sunbelt chances. Shit. Oh, well. And then um, I took Florida at Missouri, or no, I didn't take Florida. Florida at Missouri. Missouri is an 11-point favorite. Currently, Missouri at time of recording is up by six, yeah, at halftime. So it could still happen, but I think we both did pretty well this week, all things considered. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with what I was able to do this week. I, you know, not a great week. Rivalry week, I think, will be a lot better. I think both of us will have a lot more picks. Mm -hmm. Um. And as of right now, we don't know who we're planning on getting for the um, for the midweek show. I'm not even really sure when we're going to be able to do that because Mike will be in Orlando. But yeah, hey, Tech um, Tech is up by uh, up against Syracuse right now, so Tech's going bowling. Tech, if Tech closes this game out, they're going bowling. And I said we would try and get somebody on from Tech um, if they did. So. You know who you know who we should get is my bitch ass neighbor across the street since she's so smart. Uh, she probably doesn't know football. Judging nah, probably by the not. way she was judging by the comments that you have sent me in screenshots, I not entirely sure she knows what football looks like. No, I just want to bar just bring her on. <laughs> just bark at her. That hang would up. be hilarious. We both just bark at her for a solid <laughs> ten seconds and then hang up the call. <laughs> She might walk across the street and break a window. But you know what? Then does I'll bark at her more. Does she know your name? Like where you yeah. are? Yeah. Oh, oh, she knows. She oh. talked to Jen. She wouldn't say a fucking word to me. But, you know. I won't talk to her. Good. Good. Keep the, keep that clean, old-fashioned hate alive. Mm -hmm. uh, Someone right, got guys. to. Um, as we always talk about, uh, follow our social medias. Instagram at nothing.finder.pod, Twitter at finderpod, Facebook and YouTube, search us there. If you rate and review the show five stars, send a screenshot. We will send you a sticker. Please go check out our merch, if not for you, for a loved one on the during the holiday season. And um, as always, remember, there is nothing finer in the land. Than a drunk obnoxious Georgia fan. <laughs>